are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producer shop talk where kyle is wearing old glory with the original stars and stripes betsy ross would be proud yeah as we're heading into memorial day weekend this shit is spangling yeah seriously man i like next next episode i wish you had like I'll, a little button that you could push right here that just started playing proud to be an american as soon as you pushed it and your I've hat got, just um, blew it out i spent a lot of money on hats this week um yeah. i got another i got another one that i'll bust out for next episode that you'll that's enjoy. fantastic mm-hmm. well i look i nobody else even knows this but i came in hot i hit record didn't say hello nothing just came nothing. onto this Listen, I want to talk about something so freaking American that every single agent out there is going to have this message resonate with them. And that is, come on, people. How come contractors are trying to hire crappy drivers all the time? Like, I just got, listen, I just got off of a call with somebody in Killing Commercial. We were going back and forth. He had a contentious meeting with somebody yesterday. Contentious meetings are the best. Well, the whole reason, the, the whole thing was contentious. It's funny because I'm, I'm not using any names to protect the innocent here, but in this situation, he said that the CFO of this company called and gave him a heads up that the GM of this company, and I'm using the air quotes here, wasn't a fan of this agent before the meeting. So the guy knew the meeting was going to be contentious going in. Hang, hang on, turn- hang on. The, the, the guy, the, the CFO said that the GM of the company that, that this particular agent was meeting with was not a fan of him before he's even met him. Yeah, right, yeah. Or no, <laughs> he's met him, but he's not a fan oh. of him. It, he's the incumbent okay. agent on the account. Oh, oh okay. okay. Okay, and so yeah, there. In and before <laughs> everybody thinks, well, you know, that's perfectly normal or whatever, but that's not. Um, that's I not mean, the deal. Okay, carry on. So, here's the thing. So he, this, you know, my buddy was was uh, irritated about it, obviously, because he did. You know, nobody wants to go in and have somebody just tell you, hey, these are the things that are um, as to why I'm not a quote unquote fan of yours. So I let him I let him talk for a little bit. And honestly, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty when you're in those situations. And thankfully I haven't had to deal with a lot of irritated people over the course of my career. So I'm not always the best at diffusing that. In fact, I tend to probably get I go my the other back way. up. Yeah. I get my back up and go back at him more than anything else. And mm-hmm. you know, I told him I'm like, look, 
What's he complaining about? Well, he's telling us that he's, you know, they're turning in drivers and, he, and we're not approving drivers and he can't hire people because, you know, the drivers can't get approved and now he's losing <laughs> business because his competition. These people can go right across the street and go to that company and they'll put them on their insurance policy, but you're not putting them, them on ours. So, you know, my first thought was sure their loss ratio is awesome. Yeah, my first my first thought process was number 1 I'm pretty sure that anybody and everybody that is looking for a job in the trades right now has a crappy driving record. Like I, that's just my theory because the ones who don't are always getting hired. Like there's a reason yeah. why these people are looking for jobs. HVAC people are not growing on trees. Plumbers are not growing on yeah. trees. Auto body people are not growing on trees, right? But the people that are hitting the streets, they have they have issues around that, mm -hmm. and so. My next question was, what's the formal driving criteria that you have provided to this client so that they know who it is that they should be looking for? He's like, well, I, I probably need to do that. And I said, well, talk to your carrier, but I'll send you what I use at Florida Risk that I give to my clients so that they know. And I said, you know, I said, let's, let's dial it back for a second. I said, because I really feel like I've gotten to the point in my career where I used to just get my, my back up and, and, and be willing to go right back at them. But after the 16th time of reading Never Split the Difference, I feel yeah. like it, it finally clicked with me. But I mean, I told him, I was like, what would Voss do in this situation? What would, how would Chris Voss handle this? And I said, number one, the guy's irritated. So he wants you to hear what he's saying. So if you're not getting everything out, you need to mirror him a couple of times and let him let him just give you the rest of the story so that you get everything out on the table. Then you need to go back and you need to label him. So, you know, if the guy says, well, we're not getting any drivers added to our policy, then you're going to say, not getting any not drivers getting added? Any. Yeah. That doesn't, you know, and, and let, him, let him say, well, we turned in X number. You, 100 drivers last month? You know, whatever it is, let him keep talking. And then mm -hmm. when he gets to the point where where it makes sense, you need to let him know that what you're what he's saying and he's he's irritatedly, you know, regurgitating that you're actually hearing and listening to what he says. It sounds like you're irritated that drivers aren't getting added to your yeah. policy. It, it seems like this is a real point of contention for you. It, it feels like if we could get this fixed, that it would probably take a lot of stress off of your off of your plate. And, 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 and so you go down that road. And, mm -hmm. I, and I told him, I said, I really don't think that the average person out there that runs one of these companies wants crappy drivers on their policy. They just want drivers. And they're frustrated because they're not finding people. And I said, I feel like yeah. if you go back and you provide the, you know, the driver selection criteria that makes sense, you know, that's going to fall in line with pretty much every carrier out there. Like, it's not like there's mm -hmm. a big deviation from one to the other as far as what they'll take. And by the way, agents, go in and write in a progressive policy for a crappy driver just so they can be employed is, might be the answer for your pocket, but it's not the best risk management decision for your client. There's a reason why you're paying twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 for a single driver on a single vehicle when you go to progressive. There's no way your client's going to be profitable. And you probably just aided and abetted them on putting somebody who's not a safe driver on the road. God forbid they kill somebody. I hope you sleep well at night. Anyhow, right. um, but the tr the truth is, I think the frustration comes in the fact that as agents, people aren't always doing a good job of setting their clients up for what they need to execute on their end. Meaning, mm -hmm. if you just said, look, we can't have more than you know six points over five years or whatever it is, and it can't you can't have more than one major violation 
you know, over the course of three years or whatever it is, we've got the template, right? We have the template. By the way, if you want what our template is, email david at killingcommercial.com and I will send you a copy of the driver selection criteria template. We use it Florida risk. Why? Because I want everybody to have this. It'll make everybody's life so much easier if we have a unified message of this is what's acceptable and anything else isn't. But I want you to have that so you can see what it looks like. Because I, frust- I think the real frustration is that this guy just doesn't even know who he can hire. And if you define yeah. that for them, it takes a lot of it off uh, off their plate. And, and when HR is setting up interviews and, applica- and looking at applications and stuff, these are things that are easily remedied. Yeah. So like, how early are you having that conversation with them? Is that at the point of sale? Like initially when you're meeting with them, is it once you know you get the policy in place? Um, because I, I, like... Well, you've heard me enough times, you know I'm having this conversation at the point of sale because it typically is going to also tie into the workers' comp piece because right. a lot of people who have bad comp claims, a lot of those claims are auto-related and it automatically turns back yeah. to talk to me about vehicle maintenance, talk to me about vehicle inspection, talk to me about you know fleet and uh, fleet monitoring and how you're using that information and do you have a progressive disciplinary policy around hard cornering, hard braking, running red light speed, all of mm-hmm. that stuff. And we walk right down the line. But the other thing is, too, I mean, if you have that 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 driver selection criteria, it's so much more streamlined, man, because mm-hmm. you don't have to have the HR person constantly emailing the agency or mm-hmm. filling out a, a change request to, to run an MVR on a driver. I honestly, I mean, two things need to happen. You need to have the criteria established. But number two, you really should be having your clients run the MVRs in-house. They need to be the ones doing this. You don't need to get in the middle of that and get forms signed for running MVRs or whatever else. We, you, too many issues can happen. You could end up getting sued. Yeah. And, I, and I'm dealing with this with one of my clients right now who runs background checks for a living where they're not guilty of anything, but there's a lawyer that's fishing because one of the people they do work for is a PEO. And so the whole argument now is around who is supposed to get the disclosure form signed because it's the PEOs, the employer of record, even though they're not controlling the day-to-day operations or whatever, Hmm. you know, so. Interesting. Yeah. I think in this particular situation, it seems like the client was probably more frustrated with the fact that they're just having a hard time finding people. And then when they do find somebody that's like potentially going to work out, they're getting kicked on the, on the MVR side. I mean, how many times do you get that call? I get it all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and some of some of the carriers that that we use, like when I'm going to add a driver, I can run the MVR right right then and there, which is which is great. But I understand that not everybody has that opportunity. So I think that you know if the client is of decent size, you're totally right. They should have some sort of MVR uh, check capabilities on their end, so that they don't have to deal with the frustration of reaching out to the agent, having them run it, see what the deal is, and like you said, there's some liability there. So what, like where can they? What can people use to pull the MVRs? Is there like a, a site? I've never used yeah. it. Yeah. No, I mean, we had one for a while and I decided I didn't want to do it in-house anymore. Um, it's like IIAX or one of those. There's, there's But those. they can basically sign up and pay like, it's, it's like a per yeah, record like pull, seven, right? Yeah, it's like seven bucks a pull or whatever the, yeah. that your state charges. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, no, they can pull it and they can know up front whether or not this person is going to be, they can get the disclosure form signed, they can keep it all part of their HR record, and they leave the agency out of it. Not that the agency is not wanting to help them and provide service to them, but at the end of the day, it's just a much smoother process for them. And even though they're spending the money to pull the MVR, they're saving the money in productivity and everything else. Sure. Are they allowed to, like, if they pull the MVR and it comes back with a bunch of hits on it and they're like, yeah, we can't hire you. And that person is like, well, what are you talking about? I want to see it. Are they, is there any type of restrictions on to why they wouldn't be able to provide that to the potential employee? No, I mean, I mean this goes back their record. Yeah, so this goes back to like um, you know, Fair Credit Reporting Act and some of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not as well versed on it as what I need to be, but I do know when you sign the release that there's it's one of those deals where you you're able to request a copy of the report that was pulled. So yeah, they absolutely can. These people know. That's the problem though. These guys know these 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 bad drivers, some you of bad them, some drivers of them out don't, there. Though. Like I've yeah. had it happen. I've, I've had it happen where they're like, it says that their license is suspended. They've got no yeah, idea. But that's because and, and they I didn't think, pay a fine or they didn't pay. Yeah, like they didn't pay a right. red light ticket. They didn't pay their tolls. They didn't have insurance or they, but didn't they know if they've insurance. had accidents. Of course. Right. But if you're, if you're coming in there and you, you know, you blew a 6.7 on the old breathalyzer, <laughs> you know, four different times. That, yeah. That's not a surprise. Should not, that should never no. be a surprise. For sure. Uh, so what we're saying is, A, you need to have the driver selection criteria established on the front end and communicate yep. that to your client. Next episode, we're going to talk about what needs to happen after they hire people. They're going to drive. So just we're chill spend some time talking about that. Episode. Yep, absolutely. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes